Welcome to Writing the Nerds. Man, it's been a minute. We've had to reschedule this one a couple times, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, adult, fucking life. Adult shit. I got a I got a nine to five now, so like it's. Oh. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I get home and I'm tired. Oh, I've been trying to get a nine to five forever, but that is neither here nor there. I've also been dying to do this. Uh, I am Kegger, and with me Ray is RBG. RBG. RBG and Cody. Cody. Hey. So hey, we've got me. a good one here for you today. Uh, something. It's like this is something, right? It's like yeah. something in a way, it's or maybe of the way. Is it this is the way? Something like that. Season two of The Mandalorian. I know we're a little behind, like, almost a year. But uh, uh, somebody just saw it, uh, and we finally caught up, so now we can finally do an episode on it. Um, I'm going to start out with, uh, it got the little surprise at the end got ruined for me before I could see it, so. But it didn't take away, because I was still giddy, as giddy as a fucking child when it was happening. So we'll get into that later. But. Yeah, I, I, I was watching it. Like, again, this is you know the nerd in me that is oh, yeah. way too dedicated to where I was waking up and watching that shit before work. Yeah, like you're getting, you're getting up at like five or six oh. just so you can catch an episode of the Mando. See, I don't go to bed till like because like when sometimes Randy will get off at like ten or supposed to get off at ten. And she's the assistant manager, so she doesn't get home to like eleven or twelve. I've got to be at work for I got to get up and be out the door for work for seven, so I don't go to bed until late. So, getting up early to watch the new episode just never works out for me, because that means instead of getting four hours of sleep, I'm getting three hours of sleep. So, gotta get that rest, man. Gotta get that rest. Oh, I know, I know. I think I'm constantly tired. I think that's what my wife needs to realize. She said the thing she hates about me the worst is the how quick I fall asleep. Yeah. I think it's because I'm constantly exhausted. So when I lay down, I'm just out. Oh, me too. <laughs> like, like, it it takes nothing for me nowadays. So. Right. So uh, I've been catching up since we got TV back and we got a TV in our room and the kids can watch TV. I've been catching up on all these shows. Like, yeah. I'm I'm kind of out of shows at the moment that I, that I can't watch without Randy. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so I've been watching Prison Break. Oh, interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Uh, a lot of shit I forgot about that show. Lori? Yeah. Uh, Sarah is Lori. Uh, the, or Lori, what fucking, uh, Walking Dead. Came yeah, out. Sarah Rick, Kelly's. Rick's, Rick's, Rick, Rick's yeah. wife. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking... Sorry, Coral's mom. <laughs> Coral! Coral! Oh, God, we're going to have to do an episode yeah. of that. Uh, I'd actually have to start watching that shit again. Right? Like, I stopped I, it like season three. I did too. As soon as they ended that shit with the governor, it was just like, maybe next season we'll solve it. I'm like, nope, you had your chance, fucking right, 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 right. So, Mando. Yep. Um, you said something before we started that this was just fan service season number one. Oh, my God. Okay. It was fan service, yes, purely. But I also feel like it was Dave Filoni. Specifically, like John Favreau and Dave Filoni run the show together, yeah. as far as I'm aware. But this was Dave Filoni's way of going, fuck you, <laughs> to the powers at Disney, 100%. Like, oh, yeah. they, wanted, 
they wanted to capitalize off his creations, which I'm, we'll get to here soon, but uh, it was Dave Filoni going, oh, no extended universe? Fuck you, we're going to take some storylines from it. You can guess my ass. <laughs> so, one of the things is, uh, talking about extended universe and shit, uh, the whole Boba Fett surviving the Sarlacc. Okay, I'm sorry. Spoiler if you haven't. Uh, the whole spoiler, spoiler warning for this episode we are talking about an almost year-old season of The Mandalorian. So if you haven't seen it, go back, watch it, come back to this. Um, Boba Fett's Boba Fett. Boba Fett surviving the Sarlacc pit. Um, that was Extended Universe. Uh, I would say the mentioning of Grand Admiral Thrawn, but they did that in Rebels. Yeah. Thrawn became a real villain a canonical villain yes. in Rebels and the fact that they name dropped him made my fucking fanboy insides go nuts because that's one of the few series that I did read of those books and there are hundreds of those fucking books oh yeah um, but, but I original, read The Heir to the Empire wasn't the it? first one yeah the first three the Timothy Zahn yeah, there was right? one Trilogy? before it but it happened in between um, Hope and Empire so, I just had the funny thought of, what if this is Dave Filoni's way of going, we're going to adapt these fucking things somehow, <laughs> and you're going to have to eat shit on this oh, one. Oh, dude, I would yeah. love to see them do, like, a Rogue Squadron series. Oh, that would be great. Dude, like, did you, have you read any of the Rogue Squadron books? Well, I know Patty Jenkins is getting a Rogue Squadron movie, although it's not going to be the Rogue Squadron movie, no. Like the one they made, yeah. it's like a right. second one of the made, the one they, the prequel movie. Or the I don't. I don't know. Like it's gonna be a standalone, as far as I know. But I, it's not gonna be like the Luke Skywalker Rogue Squadron. Well, see, like that's what I liked about the books was it was Luke Skywalker's Rogue Squadron sans Luke Skywalker. Wedge yep. was in charge. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't want to come back. He, he's already said why. Why would I come back? Right. He you came know? back for Episode Nine. Let's. Did he? Yeah. I didn't think he did. I thought he he just like no, I'm good. Yeah. He showed up. For a little bit, they they brought well again, they the fan service was strong with that right. one, right? Um, for its detriment, but Baloney figured out a way to give you fan service and make it something fucking new. Uh, right. Oh yeah, let's see. Yeah, actually, um, I'm reading the aftermath aftermath series in the uh, Star Wars universe. Um, basically, after the Empire falls, what happens after that? Oh yeah, like um, kind of. I don't like the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at in the Mandalorian. Uh, I do. I've been watching the Bad Batch. I haven't. I I kind of fucking like it. Like yeah. I really. I've been watching one. Disney Plus is the only thing I can watch at work on my phone, not being connected to Wi-Fi. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of limited in what I can watch. So I've been watching the Bad Batch and then going back and rewatching it. Um, I watch the new one and then go back and finish up like I've been trying to catch back up because yeah. I missed a lot I cook a lot when I watch TV um, so but the Bad Batch is talking about it, it's kind of like I think RBG said it they're kind of explaining Snoke yeah and they're definitely dealing with the Kaminoans yeah um, I've got this feeling that the, there's going to be a genocide of Kaminoans very soon yeah. in that series. Cause Cause there, um, there'd be a good reason you don't hear about them after that. Right. Not know. to mention, 
Snoke kind of looks like a fucked up Kamino. He really does. He's kind of big and tall like they are. Um, like they, you can almost tell like they, they... Not quite the giraffe neck kind of thing. And then in yeah. the Bad Batch, um, they've, I'm pretty sure they've done found where they're making Snoke. Oh. Like, they just kind of glimpsed it for a second. Like she, the small, the girl in it who is a clone too. Yeah. Um, finds a tank on an old Kamino in sight and that they don't use anymore and she, she brushes it but it doesn't look like any of the normal clones it's weird looking yeah so and again thanks to the novelization of episode 9 uh, another extended universe um, storyline the clone emperor was ripped out like oh really I mean yeah because the novelization basically says it's in a clone body that Palpatine's basically surviving but he's so powerful it can't contain him <laughs> so it's rotting away kind of like that like, that's kind of sounds like they stole that from Supernatural when Lucifer wasn't well, I mean, a proper vessel pretty much I mean he was rotting away even during the Empire Strikes Back I mean basically he was he was so into yeah. with the dark that it was killing him well, it was killing his flesh. His, 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 he's joining the Force. He's basically going to the dark side of the Force. So. I'm pretty sure it's basically just Force Ghost with the dark version of it, where they're like possessing yeah. something. Because um, I'm in that what they wanted, what he wanted Ray for. He yeah, wanted to he possess wanted her. Well, he wanted her to kill him, and all the spirits of the Sith would inhabit her body. So basically. Like, what it's if we not get so an much, Avatar, the last airbender see, of an emperor? Here's the thing. It's not so much the rule of two so much as it is the rule of two actual physical bodies, but a lot of fucking people in one. Huh. Like, that's the explanation we got. Basically, it was a Highlander in a sci-fi feature. Yes. Ah, yes, Whenever you exactly. kill a Sith, you get the quickening. There can be only one. <laughs> this is not, not the first time Highlander Wait. has been a reference point in my life. Hold on here a second. So, if that was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, does that technically mean the war carried over to Earth? Maybe. Because... The, the Immortals? The Immortals, yeah. Or just we, force, force users? We ditched the lightsabers for some for some Highlander swords and shit, and we just gotta go for the headshot. Right. Um, so, here's something about... I'm gonna try to swing this back to Mandalorian, because we started getting off on, on a tangent yeah. right out the gate. Because it's Star Wars, and is, there's one thing nerds love is Star Wars, and we go, we we all seem to be very nerdy over Star Wars. But the one thing that aggravated me is, at the end of season one, Mando had to find the child. Yeah. People, in my mind, that's the little green things with the ears. Yes. The, and the little, the tridactyls, I think they're called. Yeah, them. that's what they... That's what I was thinking he meant. Flash forward to the actual season two, and he's just looking for Jedi. Yep. I was like, damn it. Right. I've seen the Jedi. <laughs> I want to see the tridactyls. I know. So I was kind of upset with that, but I feel like almost like I bait and switched myself. Yeah. Because they never once said they were, that's what they were going to do. Oh, I know, yeah. The... So... Um, and you do find out a little bit about Grogu. How do we feel about Grogu? The name was very anticlimactic. Right? As a reveal. I would have been happy. And it was almost like a nonchalant reveal. Yeah. 
Well, when Grogu wants something, like, what the fuck is a Grogu? Yeah, and then she's <laughs> just know? like, yes, that's his name, is Grogu. Right, it was very anticlimactic. Um, now, I will say it was anticlimactic, but Rosario Dawson delivering that was the best you could hope for. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. it's Rosario Dawson. She's, not only is that a fan service to us with it being Ahsoka Tano, it was a fan service to her because she's wanted to be Ahsoka Tano. So, um, trying to think, what was the first fan service of the season? Was it Bo? It was Boba. Boba? Oh, yes. Boba, the shadowy figure in that first episode. Unless you count Marshall, was it? Fuck it. I can't remember his name, but Timothy Oliphant's character, because he's appeared. Oh, yeah, the Marshall, yeah. Yeah, kind of before. So, technically, he's the first, but he's wearing Boba's armor. So, you get the introduction to Boba again before he actually shows his face. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was right out the gate. He had Boba's armor that he bought off of some Jawas. We probably found yeah. it at a Chuck Silent. That's true. Yeah. Um, I do like that. Yeah, well, it was, wasn't also um, the chick that he. Um was trying to help Finnick, and decide to stay in the desert that was part Cyborg. Cyborg. Fennec Shand. Shand. Fennec yeah. Shand. Yeah. She, she shows up when Boba comes back officially. Right. Ming-Na Wen is the shit. Yes, she okay. is. I will watch Ming-Na... I would watch Ming-Na Wen eat an apple. Mm-hmm. Like, just just sitting there at the counter, not even paying attention to me. Just eating an apple. I would watch it because it's Ming-Na Wen. And we get to see her in the book of Boba Fett. That's going to be interesting. Coming this year toward Christmas, if oh, I yes. recall correctly. Which uh, is why we're not getting another Mandalorian season until next year. Yeah. About right. the normal time it's been coming out. So we're looking at fall next year before we get another season of Mandalorian. Okay. So there's, toward the end of this season, we get into such high fan service territory from oh, so God. many different sources, but... Yeah, in that first episode, you get that preview of what's coming because it's just like, oh, that's Tamara Morrison. Holy shit. He was, he was fucking uh, Django Fett, and clearly Boba was a clone of him, so he's Boba. We right. know that. I did like that they fucking cleared up Django Fett. Yeah. Django Fett is a foundling because that was one of the big things. It was like, oh, he's not even a real Mandalorian. I was like, where the fuck did he get his armor? Because they're yeah. really, really fucking anal about that armor. So he had to have gotten that armor some way. Hmm. He's a foundling. He earned that armor. Which, again, when we get to... Because it was episode three where you get to see Bo-Katan. Bo, yeah, Bo-Katan. Uh, that was another thing that they cleared up. Why can't uh, yeah. Mando take his helmet off? He's from the Dark Watch. Yeah. That makes sense. I was like, oh, or Dead Death Watch. Is Something Death like Watch? that, yeah. It, it was a... Uh, it was in Clone Wars. They touched on it in Rebels a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, but now we're getting that deep lore, that yeah, deep dive. It's like, actually starting to go. There's there's factionalism among the Mandalorians. So even though they don't even have a planet. Yeah. As far as we know, there's still. I mean, Bo-Katan acts like she could take back Mandalore. If yeah. She has she the dark really saber. So clearly, there's a lot of them somewhere. Right there. I mean, we've already seen. So we got Bo and her people. And I'm going to get this off of my fucking chest and out of my head. Every time I say the words Bo-Katan, I think Bo-Ride-Show. Yep, I, I hear So, you. like, you say Bo-Katan, and immediately you should think of a Mandalorian. I think of a fat, drunken master. So, right. like, I can't help it. But Bo-Katan, 
here's another fan service on top of a fan service. Right. Not only did we get Bo-Katan, it's fucking Katie Sackhoff. Who voiced Bo-Katan. <laughs> right? Like, right? Like, ugh. It just it fucking... They've really, they really hit the fan service for this series, um, at least in this season. Uh, so much so that I'm hoping they dial it back a bit next season. Yeah. Because I felt like that was what well, drove this season more. They were establishing their universe. True. And now we're going to get... Because this is post-Empire. Yeah, and we're going to get crossover TV now because of it. Oh, yeah, we're going to get like a, a silver screen... MCU, yeah, Star Wars style though. So, which I'm fine with. Uh, they, I mean, they even give you fan service a little bit from season one with characters they fucking made up. Because oh yeah. Because Migs Mayfeld, I'm sorry, yeah. Bill Burr coming back into Star Wars was like my favorite. Oh, that part. was awesome. That well, was... my my you one of my favorite bit, episodes. You get a little bit of his backstory too. Yeah. Like he, you find out that he was an Imperial sharpshooter and he got disillusioned. An Operation Cinder. They call that out, which the only time I can remember seeing that was in Battlefront 2. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. They're really, they're really hitting it. Um, like, I'm almost waiting to see if Hera shows up at some point. Oh, probably. Um, hmm. And right now, I'm kind of getting them a little bit cross because I'm watching The Bad Batch, and Hera has shown up, as has uh, Kanan. Uh, Kanan was in the first episode. As a child, Caleb, yeah, right. Caleb the Padawan. Yeah. Um, and that's what started the whole conflict is that the bat the bad batch wouldn't adhere to Order sixty six. Yep. Because they're modified. Except the one crosshair. Yeah. Um, the sharpshooter. He's yeah. the only one that that's. They all ended up getting their chips deactivated, but except for Crosshair, who went with the Empire, and they turned his up to like an eleven. <laughs> um, but uh, Hera has shown up in that as a child. Caleb has shown up in it as a child. Um, I say child, like Caleb was probably about 12, 13. Hera yeah. was probably about the same age, because as we all know, they grow up and have a, a little Kanan Hera yep. child. It kind of looks like, because I mean, it's definitely half Terran, right? So it's and white. But it has like the twelk tails. Oh yeah. So it almost looks like the color of Bib Fortuna. Ah, uh, that okay. Again, there's a little bit of fan service with Bib Fortuna. Right? There, like that fuck, happened. Oh. Um, Which I didn't realize that a side effect of sitting in Jabba's throne was that you start to become the size of Jabba because Bib, <laughs> right. Bib, Bib Fortuna, Fortuna changed a lot. Like, huge. He let his opulence and lust of power basically feed into gluttony. And right. I I mean like he's not a hut. That's a characteristic of the hut race that they just look like giant worms. Right. That's just their Yeah, that's they are. that's their thing. <laughs> yeah, but, that's just yeah their race. Um giant slug monsters. Um let's see that was uh that was that was at the end. That was the yeah. last series scene you see is did uh, good old Jabba showing back up at the palace. Truthfully, the only episode that doesn't really seem to fit that well with everything is the fucking ice spiders. 
That's episode two, I'm pretty sure. When he has to transport the lizard lady and her eggs. Oh, yes. And the fucking child keeps eating the eggs. Yes. <laughs> Which pissed off well, a lot of just, people. Now, apparently that I think they would just introduce... I, just, I think they would just introduce a, a beastuary, because... Yeah. They did a lot of beastuaries in that season, too. Like, you saw a lot of monsters that you oh, wouldn't yeah, normally yeah. see unless you saw the movie, so... I did like how she moved. Like, she yeah. actually moved like a frog. Yeah. Like, when she wasn't walking upright, when she was, like, when they were running, she was hopping. She was moving I like mean, a frog. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I remember people getting pissed at that episode. It's just like, that Baby Yoda just committed genocide. I'm like, no, he didn't. That was just two particular people of a race. Like, granted, he... That wasn't genocide. It was emphasized. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not a whole lot better either way you look at it, but... <laughs> if Mando leaves the child with them yeah. on their planet... And when he goes to pick him back up, he's popping a fucking egg in his mouth as they're walking away. Yeah. I was like, well, shit. Right? <laughs> and, you know, he's a mischievous child. He doesn't know any better. He's only 50. Right. Out, like Out of, you know, because they grow up. I thought it was hilarious. Like, yeah, I thought the whole fucking thing now, was funny as con- shit. Conflating the genocide, it was, I guess, a... It was a ruination of the family line, but he didn't get all of them, thankfully. He right, like, they ended up having some. And... Like, I, it was a little bit made over nothing, but at the same time, like, not the best gag in the world. How did you that know? mother not go? Because as a mother, you're carrying your eggs around in a jar. Yeah. Do you not know exactly how many eggs are in that jar? How did that mother go, where are all my eggs? <laughs> you know, my, my, my first response in seeing that egg thing, the container, and seeing the eggs in it, I'm like, oh, she's carrying Dragon Balls. <laughs> I, that's Me, what they I look looked like. at it because the child sees it. And I'm just like, it's like dangling I think, a jar I of think pickles. they were basically showing you, like, like, so, you know, most animals that lay a ton of eggs, they already figured not all of them are going to survive. So, yeah. you know, sure, I don't know. I know how much is, how many, how many I have, but at the same time, I'm not keeping that awareness. I don't know. But... But at the same time, if you cut that episode out, you're not really missing anything from the wider story. The TIE fighter, or the uh, the X-Wing pilots. Oh, I Because they come back later. Yeah, but they still could have shown up and you wouldn't have given two shits one way or you another. You could have just plugged them in just about yeah. anywhere for any reason. It could have been like a routine traffic stop, Which, you know. Again, that's not me shitting on Dave Filoni because he was one of them. Or, was he? Or the okay. other gentleman. His name I can't remember. The bigger guy? Yeah, yeah, which is making me mad now. Oh, God. What is his name? I know. I can't remember it either. All I know is... That's the guy two. that was in the... Uh, yeah. In uh, Men in Black? Yep. He's like, why are you going to bust my balls? You ain't got no balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Because that leads them... he that's That leads them to the planet where he finds Bo-Katan on that yeah. water planet. Then she gives him the whole, I'm taking all these weapons back from Moff Gideon because that dick has the Darksaber, and I know he does. Okay, so here's the thing. Moff Gideon has the Darksaber. That was interesting. Moff Gideon has the Darksaber. Did he steal it, or did he win it? See. Because Bo Katan's very interested in getting it. I'm pretty sure he won it because when he was fighting, he, he did have some level of skill. So uh, I'm pretty sure he won it. And let's let's make no mistake about that. Gideon let Mando win that fight. Oh, he did that all on purpose. Yeah. That whole episode, they were like, she was like, Gideon is mine, Gideon is mine, Gideon is mine. You knew she was going for that Darksaber. Then 
Gideon shows up where Mando's at, yep. loses the dark saber to him, knowing full well she can't have it because he's just going to try to give it up, and she can't take it and be the leader. Oh yeah. So like Mando's sitting pretty right now is if he wanted to, he could go take the throne of Mandalore. Oh yeah. And he doesn't want it, so my guess is they'll make a big spectacle of him fighting Bo-Katan and he'll lose to her. Right. But it'll have to be like... Yeah. He has to make it look good. Yeah, he has to make it look good and not let her know he's going to lose on purpose. Because she won't accept it if she knows that. But what if this goes the other way? What if Mando takes the throne and reunites Mandalore? That could be this, because now that (laughs) Grogu's gone... This is, this is Star Wars, guys. You know what's going to happen. They're going to find and beat her, and then he's going to submit. The, even though she technically has to beat him, he's going to make it where he gets where he's in a submissive position and then give up the sword, because this yeah. is Star Wars. Maybe, well, but, I mean... And even at that, like, can I just harp on something for a second? Because we mentioned the fact that Luke Skywalker takes Grogu away to his Jedi Academy, I'm assuming... Which, where as we ben all Scott, know, where Ben Solo is, yeah. Which, as we all know, is uh, kind of ashes within about a decade. Yep. And that's a little problem. So we don't know if we got a mini Kylo running around yet. Yeah. That the well, the age Luke is is just a little off of the age he was at the end of Empire. Yeah, because this takes or place at the end of Jedi, about eight years after I think. Is so. What He's not gotten that much older, and I didn't realize they were going to use that Luke. Yeah, no. Like, I figured they de-aged Hamill. I didn't know that they were just going to have him stand there while they projected him from uh, mm. from uh, Jedi onto the screen. Which is cool, because he was there. Yeah. Like, that was actually him standing there. It and, was, yeah. I mean, it was his voice. Yeah. Like, it was... Like, he did the stand-in, the dot suit and everything. He It was him. It's just, it was a very yep. computerized. And like I said, I had that ruined. No, that wasn't him, dudes. It was. Well, I mean, okay, the, the body was not. Okay, there we go. The voice, yeah, because I remember yes. they, they talked about the actor, but yeah, everything else was Hamill, though. Like, Hamill yeah. was actually there. Hamill did a lot of, but he, oh, wasn't, okay. he wasn't physically the body in the scene. Well, I thought they, right. he wore, because I saw pictures of him wearing a mocap suit. Yeah, he did. So use, he did mocap, then they just laid that over top of whoever was the stand-in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, again, like, if you were on set, like, if you got to act around, like, Katie Sackhoff and Giancarlo and all that, mm-hmm. uh, everybody better have taken a fucking knee and bowed to the king yeah, at so that point, in, right? right? <laughs> Hail to the king, motherfucker. Right. Um, Which... By the way, I say that knowing full well that if Giancarlo Esposito would walk into the room, I'd probably bow to the king right, right there like, because... Uh, we're one, not worthy! <laughs> it was one of those, like, he's played every bad guy that I like. Right, like... And See, I didn't... I didn't everybody talks about him being from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. I didn't watch that. No, oh, I just God. didn't... I didn't give a shit. Like, it's the weird... He's, the, he's fucking amazing in it because he is a mild-mannered fried chicken fast food restaurant manager during the day and a meth kingpin at night. <laughs> and the 360s he takes or even threatening you with a customer service attitude are fucking terrifying. 
Isn't his name Gus or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Gus Greg? Fring. Gus. Yeah. So, um, but that's what everybody knows him from. Um, or at least talks about him from. I know he's right. been around forever. Oh, he's done so much good stuff. Like, I've seen pictures of him and other things. I'm like, oh, fuck, I've seen that. Oh, fuck, I've seen that. So, um, like, the first thing I that I guess people took notice of him for was his Gus. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you can't tell me even a little bit that he didn't plan that out exactly as it went down. Yeah. Like, maybe didn't see Luke showing up to no. grab one, bro, Because he about shit his pants when he saw that Yeah, when Luke showed like, up, yeah. like, you could tell. He was like, oh, fuck. I'm glad I don't have that lightsaber thing over there. Um, which is funny. Like, we've all know what the Darksaber is, right? We know yeah. where it came from. We know the lore and all that. We know that it was... There's only ever been one Mandalorian Jedi. He created the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had to explain that to my Star Wars nerd friend. Wow. Because, like, he called me up after the first season of the Mandalore, uh, Mandalorian, and he was like, so what the fuck was that thing he had that he cut out of the li- cut out of the TIE Fighter with? And I was like, the fucking Darksaber? How do you not know what the Darksaber is? Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be your shit. <laughs> so uh oh did we lose somebody oh no RBG's frozen I don't know we're having technical difficulties I mean yeah he froze so okay I'll end that call and get him right back here what we lost RBG on the Skype yeah, get that, get those Skype vibes in here. Oh yeah, break it down. Uh, there we go. I don't know why. Yeah, we don't. We don't know when we lost you or what happened. Well, no, I heard you guys all the time. It's just I guess the screen was frozen. So yeah, yeah, you froze in a very odd position. We'll put it that <laughs> way. It was, it was amusing. Um. So yeah, I. Because, yeah, really, episode three is where the season starts to take off. Right, like, we off. actually start getting... What? It's where it starts to take off, because we like get... Like, we actually start getting the, the actual season storyline. Yeah, because even Boba doesn't show back up until episode five. Right, like, you see him, he's kind of like a cloaked figure. I mean, he's not a cloak, he's a shadowy figure on the back, and then he turns yeah. around and you see who he is. Right. So you're like, oh, and fuck, Boba. Yeah, and you're not officially sure until Slave One flies into the okay. frame. Yeah, can we address the fact that they dropped the name of Slave One and now it's just Boba Fett's ship? Oh, they did. Yeah. I, I wasn't aware of that. They but... have nixed the the name Slave One, and now it is just Boba ship Boba Fett's ship. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I've been calling that shit Slave One since I was a child. Yeah, why are you changing it? I mean, yeah, I mean, just that word, I know. I mean, the word, but... Mm, yeah. Uh, and truthfully, I never was sure what it was a reference to, because usually if you name a ship, you kind of name it after something. Right. Like, I, I mean, but at the same point, I think, isn't the Mando ship the Razor Crest just because that was the model of ship it was? Right, like, I mean... But at the same time, like, who makes an entire model of ships named Slave? Like, that just right. does not give you a good True. connotation in the slightest, so... But yeah, I mean, I, I, I know why they did it, but I was just like, and I can't argue it. Yeah. But it's just like, all right, it's been slave one for like, damn near forty years. Right, and I say like, you know, <laughs> you're you're in your thirties. You've been calling this 
Slave One for like twenty plus years. You can't erase it from your memory. Okay, within. but that again. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, Lafayette just took down the statue of Confederate General Mouton. Okay, that was erected. So um, it's kind. Of, I think it's kind of like that. It's like, yeah. look, we need to get this shit, and it needs to go. Yeah, that's so true. We can. It's probably just taking out the trash that probably should have been taken out a long time ago. That's true, and it's kind of weird because, you know, well, okay, in all honesty, Star Wars had never really been that inclusive yeah. if we're going with it until here recently. Right. No, that's super true. No, yeah. no, that's absolutely true. And they're making... Well, <clears throat> since the Clone Wars. Yeah. And they're making good strides on it now. I guess they figured that because they had aliens, they didn't really need, like, people who weren't white. I don't know what the deal is. Well, I mean, like, they are, like, if you think about it that way, I mean, there are a bunch of other races of yeah. all colors. Brilliant. So, yeah. my favorite still being the Twi'leks, and they're sometimes blue, sometimes yellow, sometimes red skin. Because, yeah, Lando Calrissian, though, was the only black dude <laughs> for a long I time. I think I'm pretty sure Chasing Amy covered that whole... Oh, they did. Yeah. <laughs> and they weren't wrong. No, like, uh, they, they're, that whole... That whole diatribe, the whole, not even diatribe, that whole monologue that he gave. Yeah, he was. He was literally he was the, absolutely, the He was absolutely he was, spot on. And and let's be honest, he he was fucking cool. Like, <laughs> the gay black comic book writer? I, yeah, well, I mean. Hooper it, X. Well, I mean Lando Calrissian. Like, oh, was, Lando, yeah. Lando was the cool, no. he was the coolest dude in the galaxy. But even in Chasing Amy, like, that dude was cool. Like, right, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like let's let's just fa- like, but yeah, Lando Calrissian. Like, I, I think I remember saying in one of our other casts, like in Episode Nine, when he's broadcasting that message to the galaxy to rise up and fight. All he would have had to do is said, "Fight," and I was done. Like whatever, right. whatever yes. he told me to do with Billy D. Williams' voice oh, and absolutely. that swagger. Hell yeah, I'm following that guy. Oh yeah, didn't he voice Harvey Dent again here recently? Yes, I'm pretty sure he voiced him in the Lego Batman. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, which the <laughs> the Lego Batman movie may be one of the most comic accurate portrayals of Batman ever. That's what I've heard, and I have not seen it. So I think I need to fix that issue. You do, and then and it, then go back. See, I hate Michael Sarah. It covers. He actually surprisingly made a decent Robin, but it covers <laughs> all of Batman's history from the comic books to the 1960s series to the Bale movies. Like, they're all part of his continuity. <laughs> so it makes perfect sense. Like That's funny. You know, they don't do a Star Wars and rip away, like, three quarters of the universe you've come to know only to say, well, we're going to hunt and peck and pick and right. choose whatever we're, you know. Well, I mean, as far as we're going back to the, trying to swing it back to Star Wars. I mean... Jaina, yeah. Jason, and Anakin Solo. Yeah. That was very... I don't know how much you read before all of that ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anakin died in the the Vong War. Yeah. Chewie died in the Vong War. Yeah, he was the first <laughs> casualty of the Vong War, at least yeah. of our love, near and dear uh, characters. And then Anakin died. After the Vong War, Jason turned to the dark side, killed Mara Jade. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, if if Disney hadn't bought it, somebody needed to go into the expanded universe and rein that shit in. Yeah, like that place, the the expanded universe was just getting real bonkers, real fast. Like the Vong War, that was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, 
Because here was this extra galactic threat. Didn't they so, come from the outer regions? No, like... they came from another galaxy entirely. Okay. Um, yeah, they came from a, like far, like far, far away. Um, and then you come to find out that they didn't. That they originated in this galaxy and then left this galaxy and then came back. So, I don't know. Um, they tried to kind of circle it back around and wrote a book where Obi-Wan and Anakin visited the planet before it left the solar system. Wow. Um, Anakin made a uh, a living ship. That was actually really cool. Like, he made yeah. a, a bioorganic ship that communicated with him and showed it was awesome. So, yeah. died, but... So... <clears throat> I guess swinging back to Mando, so we kind of cover at least up to episode five whenever, because isn't four where they introduce Ahsoka, or maybe it's a little because she was the one who's just like take him to this temple, uh, plug him into that rock, (laughs) and yeah, yeah, that was that's what she said. That's what she told him to do, and um, so I was upset with that episode because first of all, you know you're Mandalorian, you know this little kid is is the most wanted creature in the galaxy and you go there five was almost by yourself. Okay, five was Ahsoka, six was the beacon. The siege. Yeah. It was four. What is that one? Siege was four. Huh. Oh, Cara Dune and um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the, the yeah. Imperial facility, yes. Grief cargo shows back up. Which, by the way, Carl Weathers directing that episode, uh and being in it, he hammed that the fuck up, and I loved every second of it. Oh, yeah. As absolutely. soon as he sees the kid, he's just like, this man no been taking good care of you. Oh, yeah. yeah like, I kind of loved it. Yeah. No, oh, I loved it. Like, the fact that they, people just would snatch that kid away from him. Yeah. It's just like, baby it and everything. I just loved it, because, like, you really got the sense that they're not doing it for Mando. They're doing it for the kid. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mando. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's just like, and not only that, we get to see all that. We get to see that little shit steal some macaroons. <laughs> yeah, he stole macaroons. That was funny at the uh, the little school or whatever. Yep. He fucking the kid won't give me one, so he just took the whole pack. <laughs> um, so he stole the macaroons. He stole the eggs. Uh, and see, I wasn't even mad about the eggs. Yeah. Like I don't know why everybody got so pissy about the eggs. I don't give a fuck. They're frog eggs. Fuck and me. it was really weird because like. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that show, but it makes my parental instincts go off. It's, it's the child. Uh, yeah, but and it like I've seen children in other movies, and truthfully, I haven't been that attached. You know, like it, it's, he's super cute, right? Like but, he's so cute, you automatically get attached. And he kind of seems like a baby, you know. So, he he's fifty, right? He ages slower than hobbits. Yeah. Really does. You guys do. Have we talked about the vi- when um he dis- when he discovered the vibranium or the uh, when he fought the chick with the vibranium spear, or whatever the frack. Oh, the best guard. Yeah, best guard. Yeah, skill. The best guard. Yes. Yeah, that the spear. That spear was cool as fuck, and I loved the whole like lightsaber fight with it. Yeah, because that was Ahsoka basically showing that she's she could kick your ass. Like, there's yeah. no. It, it was dumb of that lady to try and fight her. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, because that was uh, Michael Bain's episode, too. Oh, it was? Because he was the leader of the guard. That's right, he was. Holy yeah. shit, Michael Bain. I and, forgot about him. And, well, it made me think that the, that the chick that was yeah, um, yeah, in charge was like, um, 
a young a Jedi, a young Jedi that decided to go to the dark side before she finished her training or even started her training. Yeah, I mean, probably had, like, before. Fight, but, maybe you know, she was going to be a Jedi, and then Order sixty six happened. And let's point out to you that uh, Ahsoka's lightsabers being white is very clearly a her tossing aside the Jedi. Oh, I mean, they did that in Rebels. Yeah, when she showed back up in Rebels, yeah, they, her that's explained in, in the in the in the um, in canon. Yeah, and for people who aren't aware of it, though, that is quite literally like her stepping away from the Jedi and just being her own thing. Yeah. She still very much adheres to at least the teachings of the Stoicism and the, you know... If anything, I kind of feel like she she gets put in... Like, she put herself in the gray territory. Yeah. Almost like there is no light, there is no dark, there is only the Force and the balance. Because the, the most powerful Force wielders, and again, I'm drawing from non-canonical sources, Extended. even though... It's fucking canon to me. All right, like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Well, Luke, even in the in the extended universe, Luke had to learn how to use the dark side yeah. to defeat the Well, not necessarily it's not non-canonical, because look at Revan. I mean... Well, see, is Revan canonical? That's where I was going. I, I don't know if he is. I mean, Darth I... Revan? To me, he is, because he was quite literally... I think, canonically, the most powerful Jedi to have ever existed. Existed, yeah. And even he was barely a match for the Sith Emperor, though. And Revan was a great Jedi. Yeah, I mean, well, because, like, see, I don't know dick about the Knights of the Old Republic. I never played the games. I never read the books. Like, I didn't get into it. I wanted to, just never did. Um, I've always wanted to play Knights of the Old Republic, but it was a computer game, and I was a console guy. Yeah. So, and and they never ported it over, which pissed me off. See, I had Knights of the Old Republic... One and two on the Xbox. And oh, that nice. was, yeah, and I didn't know that. And that was great. Um, and then <laughs> the Old Republic, the MMO, they added a Revan expansion, even though it takes place like 300 years after oh, the Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. So they, they finished Revan's storyline, but it still irritated me. Yeah. Like, just the way they ended it, I felt like was kind of a disservice to the character. Right. But at the same time... You know, if you're going to try and swipe some money off of it, then by all means, I guess. Go that, and you got to think, it's a game. Yeah. So the way they ended it, they can make another game if they wanted to. Yeah, but I mean, so, I'm pretty sure Revan has finally become one with the Force. Nah, so, I'm one with the Force. Force, Force. Yeah, it, he like wound up splitting into two separate entities. Like his soul and his body were acting differently, like as two separate beings huh. toward the end of it. And he was kind of almost responsible for reviving the Sith Emperor again, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Like, it had something to do with the actions of one of his two parts. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you being able to control both, both the dark side and the light, will both the dark and the light, I mean, hell, you're pretty powerful. I mean, yeah. It, technically, you could boil all that shit down to the rule of one if you just had a gray Jedi who was... Right, really good at. I mean, I kind of like. I don't know if you remember this from uh, Clone Wars, the series with the Clone Attack, Attack of Clones, or whatever. Uh, the planet Obi Wan and Anakin went to, and I think Ahsoka was there. Uh, that had the father, the brother, and the sister. The brother was voiced by Sam Witwer. Yeah. Uh, almost kind of like a situation like that, because I feel like that represented all three aspects, like all three viewpoints. You had light, you had dark, and you had the one in the middle. Yeah. Maintaining the balance. 
So, like, I felt like you had light, dark, gray. And Knights of the Old Republic 2 had an interesting feature to it that, it, because it was an unfinished game, it really was Bioware fucked up. They pushed up the release too far. Kind of like what they did with Battlefield. Yes. Except they left entire sections of the game unfinished. To this day, still pisses me off. Because uh, I love that game. The concepts they introduced were Kreia, who was in your party for three-quarter of the game, mm-hmm. all of a sudden turns on you, and she reveals her plan is to go to the wound in the force that was created when the Mandalorians were wiped out, almost, by Revan. No oh, shit. At Malachor. Uh, and kill the force. Oh. Yeah. Like, she is tired of the Force domineering everything. It was like a free will thing to her. There is, like, yeah. you kill it, there's no light, there's no dark. There's Great just, echo. Yeah, there just is, you know. <laughs> dark side is. <laughs> dark side is, boom. You know, like, um. it, it takes that out of the equation, which, I mean, and it, so that was nice. I mean, I, I kind of thought they might even be trying to do something like that in some of the like in some of the other stuff we've gotten but they didn't do that so yeah um so Bill Burr comes back <laughs> the only Bostonian in the galaxy right like the entire time he's talking I'm just like just say knock right just say knock uh yeah and I <laughs> can you say cockies for me cockies can you say them is it is it the shorts or, or the thing you use to turn your engine? Yeah. Just say it. Say <laughs> it? Just say it. Um, like the entire time. I love Bill Burr. Bill Burr is hilarious. Oh One my of my God, favorite yeah. skits is when he's talking about, uh, you ever been driving down the road? There's like a group of 30 people on the yeah. sidewalk, and you just think to yourself, if I just move you my arm right here, I'm the most famous man in America. Yeah. Here, I'm nobody. Here, the most chaos I've ever seen. I still love here, that. I'm just an everyday working yeah. Average psychopath. I'm just, Here, it's the glorious scene in the decade. <laughs> right, just like all oh, the carnage we haven't seen on a scale like this. And just like, and here I'm just picking up milk. It's like this. <laughs> yeah. Bill yeah. Burr is awesome. I, I think one of his phrases that I latch onto, and, I mean, it's a phrase everybody says, but it's just the way he said it in one of his specials. Just like, and honestly, I don't think I give a fuck. <laughs> I can hear that out of him. Right. Like, uh, and the fact that Bill Burr is now a presence mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe. And he acted the hell out of that. Scene. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I'm half expecting him to show up in the Bad Batch. That'd be cool. Because he is a sharpshooter. Yeah. The bad one from the <laughs> Bad Batch is a sharpshooter. Like, uh, he's crosshair. He was the yeah. sniper. So, like, I'm expecting Bill Burr's character better be voiced by Bill Burr. Yeah. To show up in the Bad Batch. But, and I like the fact that we could still have more of him. Because Finnick Shand has shown up. Yeah. And actually, it's, it's that's where she started. Because that was, that they let him go at the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, oh, it's too bad no, he, he was died in the, He died in the explosion. That's that's sad. Because even, even in true Billboard fashion, he's like, I'm not going to turn around. You're not going to shoot me. You know, right. Like, <laughs> I feel like he earned his. He earned it. Oh God! Like yeah. he earned it, especially when he was talking to was it Peter Weller? No, who was that? Titus uh, Welliver showed up. He was one of the fucking Imperial officers. 
Oh, no, that wasn't... That wasn't in that episode. Who was he talking to? It was uh, Richard Brake, wasn't it? Was that, it? Was that the, his officer that he shot? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the guy that shot yeah. he, he It was his old commanding officer? Yes. Um, work. Because Richard Brake originally uh, did a little bit of work on Game of Thrones, too. Um, I think he was the first actor that portrayed the Night King, possibly. It is Wyatt Richard Lapin. Brake. Richard Brake. Um, Joe Chill. Yes, he was. But he was in this movie that I absolutely love. Very underrated movie. Um, it's a Rob Zombie film called 31. Hmm. He is His character's name is Doomhead. <laughs> and okay. um, you just have to watch it because it, it, it like the name would make sense if you watched the movie. Yeah. Um, when he is getting ready for his part... Like, cause he's he gets called in, and he's just like he's actually with a prostitute or a hooker or whatever, and he's like, all right, you need to leave, and he's getting his mind set. He just starts punching himself in the fucking face over and over again, and he gets bloody, like he gets bloodies his nose and fucks his face up, and then he takes the blood and goes, what? Uh, like makes a smile out of it. Like it is or- the jokerest thing I have ever seen, not in a Batman anything. Like, it was straight up crazy. He was definitely the Joker. You guys, I don't know how you feel. It doesn't, it wasn't super gory, yeah. but 31, the Rob Zombie film. I'll have to check that out. Um, Malcolm McDowell's in it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah Malcolm McDowell. I mean, he was in the, the, the Halloween voice. movie, or the, yeah, the Halloween movies yeah. in, for Rob Zombie. So, yeah, not uh, out of his realm. Yeah. And then, of course, the main character is Rob Zombie's wife. Right. So, uh, but it's a great movie. Like, I love that movie, and I don't know why people more people don't watch it. Um, I mean, you know, honestly, I'll watch anything that has Malcolm McDowell in it just so I can hear him talk. Right, pretty much. That's, uh, yeah. Well, it was like that, uh, that episode of fucking uh, Robot Chicken where they did the Star Wars special, and Malcolm yeah. McDowell came in to do a skit, and he just fucking super fast read it yeah. real quick, and it was just like, oh, my God, that's Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Malcolm McDowell do terrible things on the screen. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell was Caligula. Yeah, that's right. Um, Malcolm McDowell was Clockwork Orange. I watched him sing Singing in the Rain while raping a woman. Yeah. So, like, Malcolm McDowell has done horrendous things on the screen. And also a shit ton of video games, too. Yes, he yeah. has. Like, he is. What episode was that you guys are with Bill Burr? Because I, I, I know I see... Um, the Believer. Oliver. Yeah, Oliphant was in episode one. I'm wanting to say this episode was... Episode eight, season this two. This is... Oh, was it? Was it eight or was it seven? Eight. Because okay. I thought they only had eight episodes per season, so... Oh, oh I thought it was nine. Because they... Yeah, it, it, was it was seven. It was seven, seven. yeah. Yeah, season I mean, two, episode seven, and then so eight yeah. was the final. So, after... Yeah, I think it's kind of funny, too, that the Jedi still have, like, stuff around the galaxy where they can basically... You know, if like a Jedi parks his ass on the wrong part of a ruin, apparently it's going to create a beacon into the universe. Right, maybe, oh shit. You know, the, especially if they decide to meditate well, I mean, there. Ahsoka did say that he reaches out with the Force and makes his intentions known yeah. that a Jedi might find him. Well, it definitely sent out a beacon. Yeah. What did you guys think of those dark troopers? Uh, the fact that those were fan service completely. Absolutely. Uh, from the games, what was it, Dark Force? Something Dark like Forces, that. something like that, with Kyle fucking Katarn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fact that I almost feel like we could get Kyle Katarn now kind of makes me a little <laughs> happy. Um, 
but at the same time, like, they were every bit as badass as I remembered. Right. They really were. Although the fact that they took out, like, the most of them just by shooting them out the airlock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of bummed about that. But then, uh, well, until you they know, came. they got pinned down to the bridge, and it wasn't looking good. No. And then that X-Wing showed up and just fucked up their world. Yeah, because that's when Giancarlo shows, it starts smiling. He's already happy because he's already fucked up Bo-Katan's plan. He's purely trolling. Not that only way. that, he's got what he wants, because yeah. you find out in this... He just wanted blood from the child. Now, granted, he I think he just took samples. Yeah. Like, he took just enough to get what he needed. But had it worked out, he would have had, like... Have you guys watched mm-hmm. Disenchantment? No. The, the Matt Groening show on Netflix? I love that show. Yeah. Uh, give it a whirl. It's fun. It's only three seasons. Each season's only, like, maybe 12 episodes. Uh, it's it's worth a watch. I, I think they're hilarious. Um People who are diehard Futurama fans don't like it, but we're not going to get any more Futurama. They ended Futurama perfectly. Like, it just makes you go back and watch it again. Yeah. So, just, that's its own thing. Just watch this. But, uh, Elfo, the elf, the King Zog, who is uh, John, DiMaggio, uh, John DiMaggio, yeah, is uh, uses his blood to make magic stuff. Like, his uh, blood is a key ingredient in magic. So they basically just milk him of blood. And I feel like that's what... Um, what is Giancarlo Esposito's character's name? Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. I feel like that's what Gideon, Moff Gideon, was going to do to Grogu. Yeah. And, I mean, it, pretty much, yeah. Because I, I almost thought they were going to try and use that to help create a more... Force-sensitive clone that could house the Emperor's soul is kind of—is that what Gideon's after? Like, I feel well, we like Gideon is almost—we don't just like a yet. Jedi wannabe. Yeah, we don't know yet. I'm gathering the fact that you could very well be right. He might just be trying to give himself some metachlorians and, and like, yeah, I feel like that's kind of where this is going because so we're in between the Empire and the First Order right yeah. now. I feel like the First Order is building. Because they keep running into the Empire. Yeah, because uh, Armitage Hux at that point, instead of his... Wait, what? was it Armitage, his son? I can't remember the father's name. I don't but remember, but General the, Hux. I know yeah, the, the Elder Hux ran off to Bill, the... Bill, Bill Weasley. Yeah, to the outer... <laughs> right, to the outer reaches. And then, you know, that's the First Order where their indoctrination program is starting. I really feel like they are dropping the ball on a fan service... But you would have to be in the know of the extended universe to get it. Who? Admiral Paleon. Oh. He was Thrawn's, like, right hand. Yeah. And then when Thrawn got killed, he took over. Like, he just kind of became the de facto leader. He didn't want it. Yeah. He just kind of made him leader. And, And Paleon kind of reorganized and almost made, like, Kind of like a Switzerland out of them. Oh, Where, like, they were their own thing. It was the Empire. Yeah. But it was just this little spot, you know, this little section. It's like, this is ours. Don't fuck with us. We're good. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I would love to see Admiral Paleon show up. Like, because he was a good leader. He was at least, I don't know, like, human. 
Yeah. Is where I feel like a lot of these imperial officers are just the worst part of the Nazi party. Like, oh, he was it. actually very reasonable. And was like, you know what? This is kind of stupid that we're doing this. Like, why do we, we can do this without having to do it this way? Like, mm. we're already beat. Let's just try to stay around. Like, he was yeah. more of a survival. Like, he kind of led the Empire to survive and, and stabilize them as their own entity in the yeah. galaxy. So, I don't know. Paleon would be great, especially if Thrawn's coming back. Yeah, and them dropping Thrawn means Ezra's coming back. <laughs> Is he? He has to be. Like, they, they disappeared <laughs> together. If we get one, we have to get the other. This is true. But On the fucking space whales? I almost guarantee if they do that, that's what Ahsoka series is going to be facing on, is her rescuing Ezra from Thrawn. And if that happens, we need Sabine. Oh, yeah. Like, I was actually kind of disappointed Sabine didn't show up in this with Bo-Katan. Right. Because Sabine, and here's the thing. Didn't Sabine just give the dark saber to Bo-Katan? I I need to go back and rewatch those yeah, corn episodes because I I'm ninety to. or those rebel episodes because I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure Sabine had the dark saber and just gave it to Bo-Katan. Huh. Like I don't know where this trial by combat shit's coming from, and I'm like I'm pretty sure it was just given to you. I yeah. Or the trial the trial by combat that's in um, Lord. There's actually a book I forgot the name of it right now. Yeah, well, but, they talk about that. There's a whole history. But like, how just, did it go from Sabine to Bo-Katan is the question. Because that's a really well, good I, question I'm not, to ask. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure because Sabine didn't want the Darksaber. Because she wanted to go look for Ezra. So she gave the Darksaber to Bo and then just deuced out. Right. So, like... Fucked the, off to the other side of the galaxy for a while. Yeah, right? trying to find... And I'm not going to... Nobody needs to beat around the bush. That's her love. Like, she's, she's going after her boyfriend yep. <laughs> like she was definitely going to find her boyfriend so um, not only that like if Hera shows up would Kanan's son be force sensitive maybe you would expect him to be maybe yeah like huh. I still want to see more tridactyls like yeah. I mean and see that's not even their actual race that's just what know, the fans have called them yeah you know what the funny thing is too is that you know, Caleb obviously grows up to be Freddie Prince Jr. one day. And, <laughs> uh, and, and he's he, blown up. And he has a fucking voice cameo in The Rise of Skywalker. Was he, he really? Yeah. Every person who has ever voiced a Jedi. Was even in Ray's vision? Even Ahsoka, yes. Really? Which is why people are like, Ahsoka's dead? What the fuck? And Dave Filoni's like, hold on a second. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean she's dead. Right. This, yeah. Well, Kanan is definitely dead. Yeah, but I mean, Liam Neeson. Yeah, I mean. You and McGregor, even Alec Guinness got to have a little bit of well, a Well, yeah, they did that on purpose. Yeah. They just pulled, they just pulled uh, voice uh, tracks. But if you watch the credits, though, it has. And yeah, it shows yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah, Freddie Prinze is in there. The original voice actress for Ahsoka, obviously not Rosario Dawson. Yeah, what was that girl? Yeah. Stephanie something? Yeah, I need to throw some. I we got we probably got to look that up. Throw some respect on that name. Yeah, let me throw. Let me do that right now. Uh, yeah. yeah, we need to throw definitely throw some respect on that. Because um. now we get the book of Boba Fett. We're going. We're getting an Ahsoka series. Rumor has it they have cast an Ezra, as well as a Thrawn, and the Thrawn actor is actually the voice actor for Thrawn. All I know is he better be fucking blue. Oh, definitely, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was funny because they were talking like Robert Downey Jr. might be Thrawn. That was the rumor for a while. I'm like, I hope not. Like, as much as I like RDJ, he's not Thrawn. Nah, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. Ashley like, Eckstein. Yeah. Eckstein. Eckstein. So there's, uh, yeah, definitely throw some respect. A lot of people were pissed off that she didn't get to be Ahsoka. I know. And I was just like, fuck you, it's Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Like, I was like, it, Rosario, she... She was fan-casted as Ahsoka when Ahsoka showed up. Yeah, she so was like, such a great Ahsoka, too. Like, right? Um, and that's no disrespect to... Ashley there because she was oh yeah she I mean she brought the character to life she brought the character to life so much that we wanted more right like and I loved when they came back and did a final season of Clone Wars that coincided the entire season coincided with Revenge of the Sith yeah like from start to finish like it was happening as Revenge of the Sith so like it was awesome because we were getting to see the events of Revenge of the Sith from another side of the galaxy. Yeah. Like, we were watching this in life. And that's what I loved about the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch picks up right at Order 66. So, like, immediately we're watching this happen in real time. And Well, real time. It's yeah. Country, but you, know, you know what I get. But we get to watch this same event from all these different perspectives. And I'm just like, whoa. Because yeah. it's very much a three-dimensional view of it. And it's the biggest world-building thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And, and, and I like that world-building. The only problem is, I'm sorry, but Bad Batch, is, it gets numb. For me, it gets numb. So I can't, like, I have to watch it, it in, in It gets what? Numbing. Numbing? Yeah. Well, I, I watched the first several episodes because I was behind. And as soon as I caught up, I've just been one, you know, one a week. So, and then, well, I have been going back and re-watching. Like yeah. I said, I've missed things. But there's a lot of stuff going on. And there's a ton of things going on. And maybe because it's a little bit predictable, I get bored with it. But I can't just sit there and, and watch it unless I'm the stuff bored. That unless I don't have anything else to do, I'm just sitting there. Like, the stuff that keys me in the most... Is the stuff that's going on on Camino? Yeah, because as far as Skywalker is concerned, cloning is a Sith ability. When we yeah. know for a fact it came off of this fucking planet of this people that do it, so like, why is it suddenly a Sith? And I feel like that's what they're building to. Hmm. They're building to that. Yeah. Uh, what was that again? I missed that. In in. In the rise of Skywalker, they stated that cloning was a Sith thing, a Sith ability. Was cloning when we know for a fact? I disagree with that too. Yeah, I don't agree. That's not the case because what the fuck were the Kaminoans doing? Yeah, like it's not a Sith thing. So this is kind of I think filling in the gaps. Now there's a lot of other shit going on. Jabba's shown up. Uh, Finnick uh, uh, Shand has shown up. Um, she's after Omega. Omega is Boba Fett's sister. Yeah. Mega is the only other unaltered, genetically perfect clone other than Boba who was de- uh, designated Alpha. 
Well, so they had Alpha and then Omega. And Django like took that. Alpha and named him Boba. So, like... I, I still believe Anakin's father was a clone. <laughs> you don't think he was a... Conceived Immaculate conception. I think he was a mitochondrial clone like they're trying to create now. And what, what they think you, make you think they're trying to create in um, The Mandalorian and what you're sort of kind of seeing okay. they're I trying guess. to do in the Bad Batch. But that's just theory. Yeah, well, I mean, how would... Because, I, I mean, if we're... Again, we're going by canon. Shmi was like, there was no dad. I just got... Pregnant, pregnant one pregnant. day and so did they carry like the child I got pregnant I carried the child did she go in for her conspiracy theory worthy like vaccination or something one day on Tatooine and all of a sudden <laughs> well, it, I, it, I mean it reminds me it honestly is Star Wars it could happen like it, legitimately they, it reminds know. me of this comic strip joke that I saw it was a, a woman going to a gynecologist and the gynecologist says Man, you have the most beautiful vagina I've ever seen in my entire existence <laughs> as a gynecologist. Wow. And she's like, well, thank you. And he goes, do you mind if I numb you before we get started? Oh, okay. And she's like, going. go ahead. Uh, and you see him. He's got his face down. I'm like, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yep. They actually did a similar joke on Scrubs. Did they? Yeah. It so, was uh, a doctor got fired, and it shows this woman in an exam room. But it's not a gynecologist thing. He just goes, all right, so for this procedure, I'm going to have to numb you. And she goes, is that really necessary? And he just looks her up and down and goes, numb, 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 numb. <laughs> and I'm like, because hey, oh, you know, I, I can remember seeing that, yeah, in Scrubs. And I'm like, that's a little risky for prime time. Yeah, like, yeah I mean. The Animaniacs made is, a finger Prince joke. Yeah, that's true. So, Rocco, and that was Rocco's Modern Life had a phone sex hotline. Yes, Rocco. Oh yeah. baby, oh baby, oh baby. Rocco, Mrs. Big Hit. Yeah, I mean, Grandpa from Rugrats rented a porno once. That Grandpa from Rugrats rented a porno. Grandpa from Hey Arnold did drugs, copious amounts of drugs. Grandpa yeah. from Hey Arnold went to Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely some, I mean. There's adult humor there. Yeah. And, and like I said, I missed all of these jokes as a kid. Yeah. It wasn't until I was an adult and my brain was corrupted by the planet that I was like, oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> right? It is fucked up. And even that joke was, I mean, at least in Scrubs, the guy got fired. You know, like, <laughs> deservedly so. So, uh, I don't know. I almost, because I don't know, we had a direction at the end of Mando 1, right? Yeah. He had to find the child's people. And I loved how much he dadded that child. Where oh he goes, I go. Or where I go, he goes. Um, I mean... He dadded, he helicopter fathered the fuck out of that kid. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Season 2, I feel like, left us directionless. Yeah. It didn't point us in anything. And here's what I'm thinking, because maybe it did. What if this whole series is about the redemption of Mandalore? It could be. That's why I mean, he doesn't have a name. He's just Mando. Yeah. Because it maybe if he had a name, and he does have a name. Yeah. We just don't give a fuck. Right. Because maybe that takes the takes away attention from the redemption of Mandalore and its people. So there's kind of an interesting thing to note there too. With uh, is if you look again, let's go back to Knights of the Old Republic. Candorus mm-hmm. Ordo is a character who is a Mandalorian, never wears a helmet in the first game. You can see his face. By the time Knights of the Old Republic 2 rolls around, 
you find a planet he is trying to establish as Mandalore. He is fully covered head to toe, never once takes off his fucking helmet, but you know it's Candorous. Mm. And he's, is he yeah. the Jedi that has the Darksaber? No, no, he's just, he is Mandalore. He has no Darksaber that you know of at that point. It might not have happened yet, because Knights of the Old Republic is 10,000 years before the Republic. Well, oh, that's think, true, that's true. And I think that the Darksaber existed for a few thousand, maybe, or a few hundred. Let me, I'm going to look that up. Um, so... Candorous, yeah, like, but he never takes off the helmet. You never officially find out it's him, but every hint is dropped that it is him. There's no way it's not. Right. So now you have that. Maybe does Mandalore just never reveal their face once they become Mandalore? Is it more Terra, symbolic? The the creator of the black the dark saber <laughs> is Terra Vizsla. Okay. I hope I said that right. Yeah. Well, who am I going to piss off if I did? Right. That's not a real person. You're going to piss off the Mandalorians. I'm going to piss off fans is what I'm going to piss off, and I don't fucking care. <laughs> uh, Tara Vizsla was the Mandalorian, the first Mandalorian to be inducted to the Jedi Order, and he created the Darksaber. Okay. It doesn't give you a time frame, though, does it? No. Yeah. Uh, prior to 1032 BBY. Okay, so... no fucking clue what that means. Yeah, we're... That's earlier than Knights of the Old Republic. Or later, I should say. Is it? It's okay. later, not no. earlier. Yeah. But, so... See, I'm a fan, and I feel like I'm a fan, I'm a deeper fan than a lot of other people. Like, I feel like I know a lot about Star Wars. But I am not... I can't tell you the name of every bounty hunter on the fucking Star Destroyer no. as Vader walks by. My friend John can my friend John can tell you everyone. He can name all their ships. Hmm. Like, I could throw a character up so long as it's not from Rebels, yeah. the Bad Batch, or half of Clone Wars. He can name it. Yeah. Because that's where he fell off, and he didn't know about the Darksabers because he didn't watch all the animated stuff. Whereas I love cartoons, so right. fuck you. Um, <laughs> um, so... The, the fact that I had to tell him what the Darksaber mm. was, I was just like, ha you're not going to live this fucking down forever. Because oh him and I built our first, like, the first lightsaber I ever built, I built with him. Yeah. Like, and it was a pretty cool one. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I don't know hardly dick about certain aspects of it. Like, anything Knights of the Old Republic couldn't tell yeah. you. Yeah. Half of the books couldn't tell they you. They don't really dive a whole lot into the Mandalorian culture. Like, you just know that well, they Well, I mean, are, even, like, not even the Mandalorian part. I'm well, just talking about yeah. any of it. Well, I, I know, know the they, name Darth Revan. But they set up the fact that, Andal that uh, Mandalorians are ass-kickers, plain and simple. Like, they're there to basically kick ass and chew bubblegum, and they're all out of gum. Right. You right. know, like, they live for battle. It's very much that, you know, almost berserkers in a way. Like... Kind of like Vikings. Mandalorians, you think berserkers? I mean, to a certain degree, with the way Candorous talks about some of his battles and everything, it's like they live for the thrill of the fight. They might not go into a blood rage, although it's kind of implied a few times that the way they destroyed planets may as well have been. So we're talking like, we're talking the, uh, the Saiyans of the universe. I would, yes, Saiyans. Actually, that's a lot more apt. Like, I feel like it's Saiyan hits it closer. Yes. I don't know. I don't I know about like those, those edges to describe the Mandalorians. That's, that's the way Knights of the Old Republic gave them away, though. 
because Candrus talks about his society like they just live for the thrill of the fight and looking for a worthy challenge. So they're very much a Goku. Right. You yeah. Know, like. Also, they're more Cleon, but then you know. Uh, no, that's fair. I guess you could say Cleon's a Berserkers too. So I, I can, I can feel that. I, I can work. With that. I don't know. I feel like Klingons and Saiyans would probably either love each other or absolutely hate each other. They'd probably kill each other. I mean, that's just out of fun. Yeah. Just for right. fun. It would just be like, ha <laughs> let's fight! Boom! The planet's gone. Oops! Yeah. Oh, that was a blast. Haha, <laughs> I get it. Um, so we definitely know that Bo-Katan is kind of up shit creek without a paddle. Yeah. Um, I feel like Mando is lost now. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I feel like he doesn't know what the fuck to do. I don't think we've seen the last of Grogu or Luke, for that matter. I hope not. Um, okay. I feel like they're trying to spin out way too many stories at one time. Yeah. They need to get back to, like Mando See, was, season I'm, one. One story. Yeah, I'm, there was a couple things they touched on. I'm but. pretty sure season three will be that. And the other series will gradually intersect until a point where they all kind of come together like a crisis event. Like a movie? I I don't know about a movie, but at least maybe a season of, you know, like you get... Kind of like the Defenders. I was going to say, yeah, you get Luke Cage, you get Jessica Jones, and Daredevil, now we've got the Defenders. Uh, Let's not really... You take some of the greatest series that have ever been on TV and you mix them with some of the worst series that have ever been on TV and you make a pretty good mini-series. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, the last two seasons of Jessica Jones, I wanted to rake my fucking eyes out. And, honestly, Iron Fist wasn't that great either. The la- I, didn't even, I haven't even seen the last season of it. The first season was okay, um, and I knew they were trying to build something, so I kind of gave it credit. Yeah. The only reason I got through season one of Jessica Jones, David Tennant. Oh, God. He, he, fucking Kilgrave was, his Kilgrave was so amazing. To be fair to that series, following that was a... That's a high bar. Yeah. Like, the writing was superb. Kilgrave was amazing because of David Tennant, right? Like, yeah. David Tennant was the fucking fugitoid (laughs) in the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like, as soon as I saw it, because I hadn't seen that season. So I went back and I was re-watching all of it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this season. I didn't get to see the one where they go out in space and shit. It's like, yeah, yeah. As soon as that fucking robot spoke, and I was like, that's fucking David Tennant. Yep. <laughs> like the moment I heard his voice. Oh, 100%. Like that's... I need David Tennant to show up in Star Wars. The doctor show up in Star Wars. How I, amazing. Would I don't be? care how he shows up. Just show up. <laughs> right. It, you know, it, it feels like if he were some kind of. Holy shit. Like, if he was kind of like what Benicio del Toro's character could have been in Episode 8, like that kind of troublemaker, knows everything, like. Grand. Kind Admiral. of. Oh my god. Cast that immediately. (laughs) Right. David Tennant as Grand Admiral Thrawn. I know that that, the the guy that's voice acting him is there. Everybody's hoping he's the one he gets cast, but how amazing would it be to get David Tennant to be Grand Admiral? I feel like he could do it. Oh, he could easily do it. Like, especially after watching his Killgrave, he could totally be Grand. He pulls off intelligent really well. Yeah, he does. I mean,. Granted, if you're British, Scottish, Irish, the accent helps. That's <laughs> true. Seems I mean, to, yeah. It's what uh, Tom Ellis said. And, yeah. You know, Americans, if you can say anything to an American as long as you give it the right British accent. Yep. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that would be great, but you're kind of right. Like, they, they were so focused on spinning off this season that they didn't really actually give you a great direction except for the fact of, like, hey, I'll help you take back Mandalore. Great, but now what's Moff Gideon going to do? Right, like, I feel like Moff Gideon's getting off light. Yeah. Like, and I feel like he's not done. Okay, Giancarlo, in an interview just a couple days ago that I saw, basically said, he's just like, oh, I definitely have unfinished business with Grogu. Like, <laughs> yes. And he's just like, if this series doesn't end with my lightsaber buried in his gut, like, he said something to that effect of like, oh, Gideon's going to kill this kid. <laughs> yeah. And he, and then he immediately adds in after that, he's like, but it's Disney, so you know they won't let me. But, <laughs> but, he's, but he's clearly just like trolling the audience. Like, oh, fuck yeah. And why wouldn't you? You'd have to be stupid to let You're a go. villain. You'd have to be stupid to let go of Moff Gideon, especially with... Right, Moff yeah. Gideon, he's charming. And, and it's not like Giancarlo's hurting for acting work, but he still Fuck wants no. to do this. Like, Giancarlo is fucking Stan Edgar and the boys. Watching him tell Homelander to piss off was one of the greatest things. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And I even, loved it. The and balls even on that guy. meeting with Billy Butcher later. <laughs> right? And basically just being like, hey, should I have someone whip some of, whip up some of those cool air puffs? You know, he doesn't care that murder is written all over Butcher's face. He's like, you know, and Butcher knows he could easily be killed too. Just like I take it, you've got snipers like on every rooftop. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Like, but I that, love that Billy Butcher accidentally got a catchphrase. Yeah, like from that first season, Diabolical. I was diabolical, and now he's got to say it every fucking season. So uh, I was kind of bummed because it was amazing the first time, and the yeah. second time I heard it, I was like, ah, oh, I didn't have the same panache. I mean, Grant, he was crawling out of a whale when he did it. <laughs> true, yeah. true. Yeah. So. Um, so. I almost want Star Trek actors to start showing up in the Star Wars project. No, let's not do that. No, no I do. No, just the actors. I like, okay. You don't have to be, it doesn't have to be like, Patrick Stewart, or here's, like, just here's show the me thing. a couple of them. Here, you said that. My first thought immediately was like Patrick Stewart Thrawn. <laughs> no, oh, no. See, he could do it though. And I'd almost rather him as Snoke. My um, issue with that is the fact that J.J. Abrams did that destroyed the freaking Star Trek universe, and I just, I just don't want to see any actor of Star Trek ever cross. Okay, 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 okay. Granted, yeah. Into Darkness was the worst kept secret in Hollywood. And and had they kept a lid on that, I feel like I would have liked it better. And had they not made him Khan and just let Peter Weller be the fucking bad guy. Right, like, like I feel so like they shoehorned Khan in there. Star Trek, the first one, was fucking amazing. I loved that movie from start to finish. Yeah. Um, I mean... I loved um, Eric Bana's... Uh, Nero. Nero. Yeah. That was awesome. That, I loved the whole time travel, and we had OG Spock. Yeah, like, Nemo. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it breathed new life into a dying franchise. My wife says, how dare you? They destroyed Volk O'Romulus. Yeah. But I mean, that has made an impact across the board. Yeah. So, know, like, Picard dealt immediately with, like, okay. that was their fallout. See? Yeah, because if you like Picard, you kind of owe a little bit to the Kelvin universe. 
A little bit. Okay, let's pin this. We'll talk about yeah. this. We are on Star Trek. I am sorry I opened this thing. Well, it's the same thing, right? Because you Picard, right. Captain the Millennium Falcon, and right? scored, <laughs> scored like 35 touchdowns in a Dude, hole in one. Dude, I feel like one. I have a fucking crosshair on the back of my head right, right now. Scored 35 touchdowns in a hole in one in a game of basketball, that... That one, yeah, right. and the 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 uh, the gray wizard um, slayed the Jabberwocky, ran off to Narnia. Right, yeah. What was that gray wizard's name? It was um 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 Dumbledore. Dumbledore right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, what we need is what we need is some Stargate Atlantis or Stargate actors in Star Wars. I'll be happy with that. I'd, I'd be okay with that. I'd take some Jason Momoa and Amanda Tapping. Yep. Um. Richard Dean Anderson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He would be amazing. I need Richard Dean Anderson in The Mandalorian. You know what? Fuck it. Let's bring in every sci-fi franchise into this. I want Trisha Helfer. All right. Some Battlestar. I'm right. I'm right. Oh, goodness. We already got um, one Battlestar alone. Mara Jade. I don't care. Make her Mara Jade. Grace, uh, she was a boomer in, in Battlestar. Grace Park? Park. Grace yeah. Park. Bring her in. Yeah. I'd be all right. Uh, Cap, uh, Chief, what was his name? Uh, He turned out to be one of the Cylons. Uh, Bigger guy. Yes, I know you're talking. Galen? Not Galen. Galen died. Fuck that guy. I hated Galen. Yeah, that's right. I didn't like Galen from the start. No, that's Gata. Felix Gata. Yeah. Yeah. Felix Gata, that's who I hated. That's, yeah. Fuck that guy. I love that the original Apollo and him died together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, my God, yeah. Fuck, give me some fucking, uh... Edward James almost. Oh, i take that in a heartbeat. Give me some Edward James almost in this shit. He showed up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He did. Give him a good part in goddamn Mandalorian. I mean... Or even in the Boba... Well, no, the Boba series I know is already finished. I say, in all honesty, it wouldn't hurt. Like, he has a commanding president... Pre- president. Presence. Presence, yeah. True. I mean, fuck... Even watching him in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, even the for like the two minutes he was in it, it's like, uh, yeah, no, it's the same guy. Right. I remember. Um, but Stargate, that would be great. The guy that played Daniel, he'd be good in that. Wait, hold on. Let's go back even further with Stargate. Kurt Russell and James Spader. Fucking nail it. I don't care. Get Ultron in. <sighs> James it. Spader. I would love it. James Spader is loving life on the blacklist right now, though. Why wouldn't you? That show's great. I mean, it is uh, basically the James Spader show. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Boston Legal was for me. I just enjoyed watching him rip people to shreds every Right. Week. I love James Spader. He's so great. He was a great Daniel. Uh, what was it? Somebody said that told, like they interviewed the guy that played Daniel after Spader. Yeah. They're like, oh, I like yours way better after 10 years of the show. And he was yeah. like, God, I would hope so. I've been the character for ten years. Right. <laughs> like, he's like, James Spader did it once. Like, I've been Daniel forever. Uh, I'd love to see him. Uh, even the, the main captain guy in Atlantis. Yeah. I can't remember his name to save my life. He'd be great to show up. Like I a mean, roguish, like a, we need an X-Wing series. See, we need a Rogue Squadron series. Yeah. I mean, I mean Disney owns everything anyway. Right. Let's just go ahead and bring it full fucking circle. True. Like, Let's just make a fucking Star Wars channel. Disney is 
Let's just go ahead and throw this out. Disney is the Fortnite of entertainment. <laughs> everything yeah, you're not wrong. Everything comes back you're to them. Not wrong. The Disney Plus is the zero point. Zero <laughs> point. <laughs> 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 oh shit! Oh shit! Michael Dorn. He would um, be great in Star yeah. Wars. Oh, shit! That'd... Like you could put him as anything. Yep. No, I, I think Michael Dorn could fit into the, um, even though I don't want it, like I said, I really don't want him to cross, but I could see him in Mandor, see him in the Star Wars. Sylvester yeah. Stallone, I mean, we've already got Apollo Creed. And he was in Guardians. <laughs> right. Right? And he's fucking King Shark now. Let him do it. Why not? Right? He got, Marvel. Everything. he got Marvel and DC. Just let it happen. I mean, he's, he's obviously so steroided out that his right. body's starting to shrivel, but... And... <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. That comes out Friday. I can't wait. Uh, and yes, that's your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get King Shark off the comms. <laughs> what do you what do you got eyes on? Yeah. Is Gina Crow coming back? Maybe. Maybe. I no one I don't me. know if she did the smart thing like Jeremy Renner and fucking Ezra Miller. And just, just shut, the fuck, shut the fuck up. She did do an interview immediately after the firing where I think she put her foot in her mouth even more. So yeah. I don't know. Well, I just remember watching all the episodes she was in going, you dumb bitch. Yeah, <laughs> okay. She can come back because if we all remember after James Gunn got fired. True. Uh, Dave Batista basically went on a fuck Disney rampage. <laughs> yeah, he did. For like three months. Yeah. And he still brings it up where he's just like, no, they fucking screwed up. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, even, he's leaving because they did what they did to James Gunn. Yeah, and even uh, like Scarlett Johansson suing Disney now for the Black Widow release. Yeah, because it was only supposed to come out in the theaters and her salary was part of that. Yeah, based on ticket sales. Yeah. That, Listen, has <laughs> She would have made no money, okay? No, yeah, there was no way that anybody like she's not she's not not getting that Nicholson payout from Batman eighty nine. She's not getting that no matter what. Well, like here's the thing: how is it? Because you still got to pay. Like even if I were to go get it on streaming right now, you got to pay for it. Yeah, it's the distribution rights, I guess, that are different about it, Uh, or the way the way the. the Screen Actors Guild stuff is actually written union-wise with contracts. The streaming, right. the streaming royalties and cuts they get are different than right. the distribution yeah. going to the theaters and shit. Yeah. Huh. So I get it to a certain degree. I know Dave Batista immediately posted on Twitter. He's like, "I told them they should just make an R-rated Drax movie, but no." Like, well, apparently James Gunn has jumped on that bandwagon and yeah. went, "I want to do an R-rated James, uh, an R-rated Drax movie." And like, I, can, I would love to see it. If what everybody, the barbarian in space. If what everybody is saying about the Suicide Squad is true, he'll have a blank check. Oh, to I'm pretty do sure. Whatever the fuck he wants. Critics are loving it, and it's and, it's rare that critics love a DC movie. And was it Karen Gillan just posted on like Instagram? So I saw this as a headline that she said that her and Zoe Saldana, I think, read the Guardians three script together, and, and she was crying. Yes, like which, she straight up cried. Again, made me like Yondu got me a little bit. 
But, Yondu, yeah, Yondu, you choked me up a little bit. And then, if we're swinging it back to Mandalorian, Luke Skywalker and Grogu in Din's moment. Oh, yeah. God I damn keep forgetting it. his name is Din Djarin. Um, oh, my God, that pissed me off. Right, like, he work. looks at you, he thinks of you as a father. He mm-hmm. wants your permission, and I went, oh, feel? Yeah. Oh, God, I didn't know I was going to feel? And then, <laughs> even that, like, look on... Mando's face when he takes his helmet off and the child touches his face for the first time. You're right, just like, like oh, I'm, mother. I'm really enjoying Mando being around not the Death Watch people because yeah. he's starting to kind of loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Because, like, as soon as he met up with Bo-Katan and her two cohorts and they took their helmets off, he was just like, y'all ain't fucking Mandalorians. Yeah. You know, he was about to fucking go at it and they're like, uh, Motherfucker, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, that was that's another Giancarlo quote, by the way, is saying like for season three, obviously he'd like to have the helmet off more. Like I, I, I feel know. like that was him being a little bit cheeky about the whole Mando or uh, Pedro Pascal walking off set rumors, but that well, went like even for a they bit. did a wrap the set for the first season. They did a wrap photo. Yeah, after it was all said and done, he was the only one that had the helmet. Like everybody else, you can see their face. He he had his helmet on. Right, like, huh. um, and I still remember because the second episode we ever did was The Mandalorian season one. Yeah, and my sister listened to that, and it got to the part where he took his helmet off for the first time. And I yeah, was, like, was anybody else like, ah, oh, put it back on? She cussed me out and was so mad. She's like, he is so beautiful. You take that back. I was like, it's on recording out there in the ether. It's done and over with. Yeah, I mean, he he's a handsome dude. I'll throw that out there. If you say like so. <laughs> okay, well, I gotta say, watch him in Game of Thrones. Cause... I, that's where she knows him from. Yeah, Jesus. I keep thinking of him. If he's not in the Mandalorian helmet, I keep thinking of him in Wonder Woman 84. Oh. And I'm just like, oh. he's a cheesy fucking car salesman, dude. Just let him put the mask on. But I said the same thing when Kylo Ren took his helmet off. I was yeah. like, ah, put it back on. I still think that those Sony hacked emails where they talked about Adam Drivers being cast in Star Wars like that is a terrible fucking choice. Like, it's actually in writing from a Sony exec. That <laughs> is a terrible fucking choice. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, now we all know Adam Driver can do no wrong. Ooh, uh, well, <laughs> even I his, don't watch most of the stuff he's in. Yeah, even his little stint that he did with John Oliver, with John well, Oliver thirsting over it, that was hilarious because... And the, the SNL shit. Yeah. Like, his SNL <laughs> shit was hilarious. Yeah. So, I didn't realize that's how hard... Like, he almost seemed like a serious version of Will Ferrell. Yeah. Even though that came out, I still think that Disney was dumb for even putting that on paper because Adam Driver is the only person that can, pay, that can in my opinion, play Ben Solo. I yeah. Mean, I mean, he... That was my big gripe with that was they went with Ben on yeah. that. My Leia and uh, Han, maybe, but Leia really didn't know Ben. Yeah. Because by the time they got Leia, Ben sacrificed himself so they could get away. So, like, it really bothers me that they named him Ben. Yeah. Like, I would have taken Jason. I'd have taken Anakin, for that matter. Ben? Luke had way more of a connection to Ben Kenobi than Leia or Han. Yeah. And, well, like, it just bothered me that they named him Ben. See, Han naming him Ben, 
I could understand because it just seems like something Han would do is be like, yeah, that's that old bastard I argued with for a little while and told him his religion was dumb. (laughs) I could see him doing that in terms of that whole, like, swashbuckling, don't give a shit attitude. Right. But, yeah, from Leia's perspective, I mean, it was her begging for his help that kind of sets everything in motion, but she doesn't know him. Right, like her dad knew him. Right. She she probably heard stories from Bail Organa before he got blued up. (laughs) Who... Cara Dune was from Alderaan. Yep. I want to quit playing with that because I keep fucking with it. Um, yeah, I forgot when, when she said, uh, you know, where are you from? Alderaan. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit, was it? Was it uh, yeah, let's, let's also call out in season two that Imperial officer or Imperial shuttle pilot who was holding the doctor hostage threatening to blow his brains out. Yeah. Taunting her about Alderaan. Right. The balls on that dude. Right. Like, I feel like Cara Dune could pick you up and rip you in half and just throw you to the side like it was nothing. Yeah. Rip you like tissue paper you, and you're just done. You know, guys, yeah, we were speaking earlier. I'm sorry to, to break the, the drift on this. No, go um, for it. But the actress, well, an actor I would like to see in um, the show would be Mila Kunis. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially because you can make up an alien language and fit her name in it, as according to every Family Guy joke ever. <laughs> uh, the Isco Apatha Mila Kunis. Like that. <laughs> you could easily. And then when you did that, all I could think of was she would roll over next to me. Oh, from <laughs> it. From it, yeah. No, no hair, just like, sometimes she'd put her arm around me and say, the East got you up. Um, little side caveat we've got the book of Boba coming yes I'm not gonna lie I wasn't excited at first Mm. after watching this season of Mandalorian I am very excited and here's my little caveat of a little offshoot of that Mm. The Rancor in Jabba's Palace, his name was Moochie. <laughs> That's the fucking equivalent of Fluffy. Pretty I much. Swear to, yeah. The Bad Batch had to rescue it. Really? Yes. Yeah. As, a, as a, like a baby one. So they had to save baby Rancor, and its name is Moochie. So the fact that Basically, a nonsense phrase from Jason Mewes could be used to name Rancors, basically. if I mean, we could have Snoochie and Boochies if we wanted to. <laughs> Not Boochie, but Moochie. I know, but uh, like... Sno- yeah, get Snoochie, Boochie, and Moochie. Right. And right. then we'll have some other animal, maybe like that weird cat thing. Yeah. And that could be Snoogans. Right? <laughs> Again, we just stumbled onto Star Wars names based on... We need Kevin Smith to actually make an appearance. That would be great. I need Kevin Smith in a Star Wars anything. It would fit. I mean, that Not guy... to mention, I'm pretty sure... I was going to say that Kevin Smith. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we could watch in real time Kevin Smith piss his pants to be on the set. Star Wars set. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like that would be captured on film and we could just relive it over and over again. 
Um, because it was probably about the orgasm he had when he got to be on the set for Daredevil as awful of a movie yeah. as that was. Or even Battlestar Galactica. Cause right, because he, he got to play in one of the Raptors. Yeah, because that was when he found out that Trisha Helfer at one point dated Nathan Fillion for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which he's just like, you know, if you guys would have let that out, that would have been like Nerd Nirvana. And she's like, that's exactly why we didn't tell anybody. <laughs> like, that would have been Nerd Nirvana. Could you imagine if they'd had a kid? Like, the Which, nerds would herald that as the golden child. I, I need to go ahead and bring this up. And uh, anybody who loves Nathan Fillion needs to go to the change.org petition to have that public park in Edmonton. Yes! The yes. Nathan Fillion Civilian <laughs> Pavilion. The Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion. The fact that Warner Brothers nice. released a video with the cast... Uh, of the Suicide Squad basically saying like this needs to happen yeah I'm in support of this then please <laughs> uh, citizens of Canada I'm about make, it yeah we're, we're about it so we're about it and if it happens nerd road trip to it oh god yeah I feel like we should do a smaller version of that though and go to the Janeway monument here oh 100% because that's been open for like a year now hasn't it yeah I know it got delayed because of COVID, and I think they did a soft opening or a soft unveiling or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> speaking of Star Wars or Star Trek, we got a go, we got a Janeway monument here in Bloomington, Indiana, future home of Captain Janeway. Right. I don't even know what her first name is. I just know it's Janeway. Is it Catherine? I don't know because, in all Catherine honesty. Janeway. As far as I'm concerned, you don't get to call her by her first name. It is just Captain or Ma'am. Yeah, right. Oh, please, Catherine Janeway. Catherine. You know, we were actually, we went to that, um, that inauguration of that statue, Erica, I, and the kids. So. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I need to go. I, I definitely, I definitely need yeah. that to happen. I need to yeah, go. Yeah, she, um, she didn't show up, but she was on via TV because of prior engagement, so it was yeah. cool. Well, that not like COVID was still a big, huge thing. Wasn't it? Right, yeah, that was also. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect her to actually be here. Although that <laughs> would have been cool. I, mean, I did enjoy the costume guys. So there were a lot of cosplayers there. Katie Cassidy was in Bloomington. Yeah. Her sister graduated IU. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Katie Cassidy spent a week in Bloomington. That's. Huh. I would have ruled over Siren. Right. Like. Yeah. No, I mean, that's reasonable. Like, I she mean, probably had me arrested because I'd have been stalking her, but whatever. But you say stalk, I say follow. I mean, like, I just fan watch. Right, exactly. Not like what my wife did to Ryan Hurst at Comic-Con last time. And yeah, I mean, granted, he was pretty stationary, so all she had to do was... I mean, he was up. pretty stationary, and she stood there for, like, an hour and a half, and then immediately after, he canceled his Q&A. So... My wife might have been the reason Ryan Hurst canceled his Q&A. <laughs> right. We had a murdery vibe coming from this side of the room. Let's, uh... It wouldn't have been a murder, more of a rapey vibe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I remember seeing her staring that way a lot of oh, time. Yeah. Like, she was fangirling hard. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She was... And to be fair, it was Opie. I mean, it was you know. Opie. I mean, right. he's a beautiful man. As only as Obi, because he's kind of goof, like he's kind of like, okay, goofy looking when he doesn't have a beard. Speaking of, like, and I say goofy, I mean he looks like goofy. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, like, when he doesn't have the beard. Speaking of fanboying, uh, that convention link I sent you guys for the one that happens in September. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Right? I saw that. I, I fanboyed hard over that. Like, if I got to take a photo with fucking Peter Weller, like... Right. Or Ronnie Cox, for that matter. I mean, Dick what Jones. hasn't Peter Weller been in? I mean, hell yeah. Like... I, if anything, he'd be like, oh, what's my favorite film of yours? Like, if he was trying to make small talk, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't pick one, sir. Like, right. Robocop, most likely, but Buckaroo Banzai's up there, too. I loved his villain in, in Sons in, of Anarchy. Yeah. The the corrupt cop. Um, but, he's done so much. Right? I, every time I see him, I'm like, it's fucking Robocop. <laughs> but even at that, you know, the T-1000... I feel pa- so uh, Robert bad. Patrick? Yes, Robert Patrick, Edward Furlong, like, they're all. Right? I'm sitting there just like, Jesus Christ, like, this is... I wouldn't want to talk to Robert Patrick about his T-1000. I would want to talk to Robert Patrick more about his time on the X-Files. Yeah. And uh, 100%, I would love to do when that, too. When he kind of but... soft replaced Boulder for a hot second. Yeah. Which was an awful season. But, like, still, he was on the set of X-Files. That yeah. cool as shit. I mean, we've... I think we've spent more time off topic in this one than on. I mean, but, we kind of... Yeah. But we, we touched on all the fine points, though. Like, basically, this it, season was universe building. It, it was, was definitely universe service. building. It was definitely fan service. Um, I mean, the only thing that was missing was sensuality. <laughs> and I feel like if that's going to happen, we're going to see a lot of Twelks. Oh, yeah. Um, all kinds of Twi'leks. Yeah. Oh, God. So... One thing I'm hearing, I've, I've been um, looking at updates for Nick. For what? Oh, God, no. It froze on us again. No. Um, oh, there we go. You, you said, so, what, I, what I've been reading, um, you said you were looking at updates for what? The powers of, um, what's this, of, the, of the little little green kid. Yeah. The green kid. Grogu. Grogu. And I'm going to call him yeah, Yoda because that's his fucking name. Because Yoda's an entire another entity altogether. So they're going to show more of Grogu's abilities in season three. I didn't think yes, Grogu would be that's what I've been reading on. Okay, so I'll suggest a link later. Not only that, they said that Grogu was going to make an like a, if you're going to f- see Grogu kind of like we saw. Oh my God, Groot! Yes. Did you think that's why they named him Grogu? Because it started with a God, G like Groot? God, I Groot? hope that's not the case. Like... It probably is. Like, is it that dumb? It could be. All right. Anyway. Um, like, he's I supposed mean, to show up in these other movies, but all these standalone movies have been axed because how poorly Han Solo did, despite the fact that the only reason Han Solo did so poorly is they pitted it against Avengers Infinity War. And of yeah. course it was going to lose out to that. And be, yeah, and to be honest, Ron Howard deserved better than that. Like, that's yeah, the he first, really did. That's the first time he didn't turn down directing a Star Wars movie. Right, not only that, is like they fired the original director. Yeah, which, like, which were the guys who did the Lego movie and Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm I did pretty not sure know that, that was the Phil Lord, Christopher Miller. So, show. Ron Howard needs another crack. And I I like Solo. And it gave us Maul. Right. Man, even though he shows up in Rebels and Clone Wars and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I love it because they, they did it again. It was, um, I used to know his name, uh, Ray Park. Yeah. Ray Park was Maul. Yep. 
Sam Witwer was the voice. Oh, he was? Because it wasn't... It, I can't remember who did, who did the void because it doesn't even matter from episode okay. one. The funny thing is, you'll know him if I say the, if I say the name and tell you where else he showed up. Peter Serafinowicz. Um, Dindarian in Guardians of the Galaxy, the one who's like, I'm taking orders from a hamster. Oh, that my God! Guy. That was him! That was him. Oh, shit! Yeah. Which, okay. Yeah. Also, he was in the Pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Oh, okay, yeah. He was in the, the weird house yep. that Rick, for some reason, had to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> just hearing him... Rick just, Sanchez is not a good person. No. We, <laughs> like, we need to have an episode a, about that. Rick uh, and Morty? Yeah. Oh. There's, how deep of a dive are we going to do on that? Because I know where Rick and Morty originated. Yeah, I mean, Doc like, and Marty. Yeah, uh-huh. that's... Yeah, all kinds of fucked up, but... The only way to save it, save the future, is for you to lick my balls, Marty. Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was a little more vulgar than Ren and Stimpy, but that's just because they couldn't say that on Nickelodeon. Yeah, Otherwise, right. they probably I don't know. Have. Did you ever see the Ren and Stimpy adult cartoons? No. Those were real fucking vulgar. Okay. Um, it was sense. when... I, I can't remember if it was Spike or if it was... It was one of the... Uh, it, the channel doesn't even exist anymore because there's a couple of them. Uh, I can't remember if it was G4 or if it was Spike or what. Either one of those, yeah. It was one of those channels uh, that had it and it, it, that's, it doesn't even exist anymore. Spike TV. Because men. <laughs> right. <laughs> Explosions. <laughs> um, uh, where are we at? Because I feel like... We're like an hour 45. Oh, so that's about, about where we've been. Normal. Cabinet, cabinet yeah, lately. Cabinet. I like it. I kind of like it that, that that it does give it a little more. Uh, the extra forty five minutes we've been rambling. Oh, <laughs> Ray BG, I think you stumbled on something good there. He just, I just got the message and said I'd love to see Kit Harrington as a uh, dual lightsaber wielder. I'm like, ooh, fucking hey, right. So long as his head got separated from his shoulders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be about it. But he'd have to die because I don't like kid here. <laughs> right. I mean, we definitely. Hey, I mean, you might as well put those sword skills to use since Marvel, because since he's in Disney already. Fuck Jon Snow. Um, <laughs> I have very, I've been very vocal about my dislike for Kid Harrington. Yeah, but uh, there's, um, there's no mincing words on that one. No, uh, and the fact that there are two Starks in the Eternals movie, yeah, bothers me a little bit. <laughs> and a Cersei. Uh, I don't like any of it. <laughs> that is kind of funny that, I mean, it's, you know, it's not Lena Haiti, but it is Cersei. I do like, want to watch Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh, that movie was... Despite that Lena Haiti's in it. It's weird. It seems slow, but... Oops. Whoopsies. That means my lasagna's done baking. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, all the more reason to capture... Yes, indeed. I am... I am making an attempt at making a different kind that I haven't made before, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, this is all from scratch. Yeah, so I have not made a lasagna from scratch in years. I mean, it's, it's Crock-Pot, too, though, so oh, I, I didn't have to even easier. fuck around with it that much. No yeah. They, so, yeah, the, we started off Star Wars, ended up Julie Child, said, sure, Bonjour! <laughs> I can't do the voice. Bonjour! I can't do it. Oh, God. That woman is a fucking saint. Uh, the... I wish I could have eaten some of her food. Right? So, uh, we is that it? Uh, are we good? 
Yeah, I think so. Right? I, mean, I feel like we ran out of steam. We really, I mean, we, we, we ran out of ways to bring it on topic. But even at that, we touched the fine points. We touched the fine points. We basically, because this was, the whole season was a fan service. And so we talked about stuff. Yeah. I agree, especially coming up to the last, the last three episodes were all fan service. Well, yeah, the, yeah I was going to say the last episode was basically to cap off the season. But it was definitely a fan service when that green fucking lightsaber showed up. Oh, right. So, um. And on that, I want to I want to end with this. There was a book in the extended universe called I Jedi. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't. And anybody, our fan that listens to this, if it's a super nerd fan of Star Wars books, I'll get yelled at. But that one guy, right. I'm not sure. I'm care. I'm pretty sure the character's name was Corin Horn, which is a funny name. It is yeah. Corin Horn. I I think I'll have to look it up again, but. <laughs> It was he was a member of Rogue Squadron okay. that Luke figured out was had force abilities oh. and he became a Jedi. Cool. He gets cornered on this planet in this back alley and there's a bunch of dark Jedi. So it's him and he has a yellow lightsaber, but it's more like a rapier. Uh-huh. So it's a real thin blade. Oh, that's cool. So his oh, is yeah. yellow. Hmm. And there's like a bunch of lightsabers coming at him. He is literally pinned down. In this, and in the very back, a green lightsaber turns on. And he says, green, great. Now every color of the rainbow is represented here. It's <laughs> one of my favorite lines from one of the books. Yeah. The green lightsaber turned out to be Luke. Yeah, of course. And he, he saved the day. But, like, I just, great. Now every color of the rainbow is represented here. <laughs> uh, I love lightsabers. I, I just love Star Wars in I general. I do, too. And... We, you know, again, maybe an even better place to end is Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, and, magnificent bastards you are. Right, and uh, even, that's a term we haven't thrown around in a while. And even to end that up with is uh, whoever at Lucasfilm decided to take a chance on Filoni. God Good job. bless you too. Round of applause. Which I guess we have to give some credit there to Kathleen Kennedy. To a certain degree. If we have uh, to. Well, actually, no. George Lucas handpicked Filoni, if I remember correctly. Maybe. And uh, I know Lucas has been a consultant on a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, in fact, thank you, George Lucas, for helping return that shit to form. Because, sort of. I mean, yeah, they say he's like a consultant, even. He shows up to the set on The Mandalorian whenever they're filming. Good. I think where Lucas went wrong with the prequels is he didn't have anybody to tell him no. Yeah. A lot he of needed people, somebody there to go, no. A lot of people didn't like the political bent of it, too. Right, it did have a lot of... Poli- but it was always kind of... Oh, political. come on. Yeah. Star Wars is always political. It's right? always been kind of political. I mean, it's very much... All entertainment is political. Right. So, uh, well, guys, I'm... Uh, Especially Star Wars. Yeah. Right? I mean, we basically, it's the bad guys are the Nazis. I'm sorry, but so. if, if it wouldn't have been political, we wouldn't have got the best line in Star Wars. Uh, which was you, Palpatine. my room, 10.30, you, 10.45, bring a friend. Okay, see if that line would have been a Star Wars. It would have been <laughs> but Palpatine screaming at Mace Windu, power! <laughs> Unlimited power! I'm sorry, that will never get old to me. Ian McDermott was having way too much fun, and God damn it, he deserved to have that That's fun. about as good as it. <laughs> oh, yes, the Odin growl. I was... But, yeah, I suppose on that note, that 
may very well be well, as soon as okay yeah may very very well be a good place to end off so thanks for joining us all here follow us wherever you can uh, as always i'm cody i'm kegger i'm rbg and uh thanks for tuning in good night my guys i miss i miss i miss little man's peace you miss that peace. i do well, he's man. Over here this, today so you he's know he's not damn oh well peace nah see it's just yeah grandparents he's on the grandparent hunt ah well he'll have, he's having fun he's getting spoiled uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say well in that case we'll have to get him back here soon so uh we need a new ending outro, you know, mm-hmm. like, the piece, the Micah's piece was just it. How about we make it boring as hell on this one? Have a good night, guys. Bye. You know, I know we're <laughs> off the air now, but one of the biggest things that